But my mission is to help people understand that the relationships they've always had aren't the relationships they're supposed to have forever. I'm convinced of that because we change and everything changes. A lot of us, you know, who live abundant lives forget what it's like to to not have a roof over our heads or food on our plates, right? So if you lean into your greatness, how do you not get entitled? Just remember that not everyone has those gifts. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. It can be hard to embrace your greatness when, it's, when it is perceived by those around you as arrogance. Mm. How do we let go of that? Oh, God. There's going to be tough ones, tough questions. Um, so I saw a reel recently. Every now and then I'll listen to reels uh, of stuff Kobe Bryant did back when he, before he passed away. And one of the reasons I've always looked up to Kobe is just the work ethic. Um, and, and no one's perfect, so I'm not, I'm not going to say anything else other than his work ethic always has inspired me. And in, in the interview, there was, a, there was a, uh, another player that I forget the team and I forget the name of the player, I'm sorry. But essentially, Kobe gave this person advice. And this was an interview of um, that person saying on a podcast, hey, I remember Kobe gave, gave me this advice and it worked. And the advice that Kobe gave was simple. He said, you're going to be hated either way. You're either going to be ridiculed for losing or you're going to be ridiculed for winning. So you might as well go win. And I think that, and then he called Kobe and said like it worked. What Kobe said was just ignore the noise. Just, Just ignore the noise and focus on your craft. Focus on basketball, right? And so I think the same goes for all of us. And I, I said this in speeches. I don't know if it ever landed. Certainly not at high schools. Um, <laughs> but essentially what I said is if I'm going to be made fun of, I might as well do it for being me because I'm going to get made fun of either way. And so if you appear arrogant to people, try to be humble. Try to say it with a, an accurate perspective of your own importance, which is what I define as humility. But at the end of the day, if you really do believe you can do something, you believe you can achieve something, say it, walk your talk, and yes, you're going to be made fun of, but there's always some someone with an opinion, and um, a lot of those opinions are going to be negative. I think the higher you succeed, the more you'll be attacked, but the more you'll inspire other people too, and I think I think they go hand in hand. I said this on a podcast the other day, and this was an interesting moment for me. I said, honestly, five years ago, if I saw Kevin today, I probably wouldn't like Kevin very much. And I said, not because I'm, I have an ego or because any of that. I think it's because I would have been too big of a mirror. I really would have. I, I would have been, I would have had too much confidence. I might, uh, I might just rub my, my old self the wrong way. That for me is what I try to think of is you, you have to have empathy for why people see you as arrogant. Some people will. Right. I mean, I'm sure people tune into our show and they're like, Mm-mm, not for me. That's OK. Maybe I'm not for you. Maybe Alan's. This is what I'll say. I'm definitely not for everybody. Alan's definitely not for everybody. But what is the to Alan's point? What's the what's the other option? You just don't be yourself ever again to keep the same people in your life. 
again, I'm on this, I am on this mission. And I don't know what this mission is, but my mission is to help people understand that the relationships they've always had aren't the relationships they're supposed to have forever. I'm convinced of that because we change and everything changes. So that's my thing is, are you trying to fit into a box so much that you're preventing yourself from breaking out of the box and getting into the place you should be? Ask yourself that question. You're, you're not going to be for, for everybody forever. And if you're trying to be that, you're holding yourself back. And I think the other part of it is have empathy. I completely understand why people think I'm arrogant at times because I say things now with certainty where at one point it was like, yeah, you know, I hope to be successful one day and, you know, maybe we'll get to a million downloads. And now a lot of those are mathematically, because of Jeff too, Alan, mathematically <laughs> going to happen. So I, I can understand. I, I would say try to empathize. Try to empathize with people because I think it'll help you understand and release it a little bit easier. Uh, I kind of have two that I want to ask you right here. Um, first one, how do you two define what greatness actually is and how do you step into your own greatness without overstepping into entitlement? Hmm. Wow. My goodness. How how do I define what greatness is? That's that's an awesome question. I would say um, it depends on your own unique strengths. Uh, I'll use myself as an example. So let's say Kevin and I are on the same bodybuilding regimen. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say we both eat the same amount of a surplus of calories, the same foods. We do the same workouts with the same amount of effort, the same level of consistency, intensity, density, duration. Kevin is going to get much better results. As a matter of fact, in college, I did this. I did this with uh, a friend of mine. We did the same workouts. We literally were gym partners and we worked out every single day. I improved so much quicker than this person. Like so much quicker. We were eating the same things. We were roommates. But he didn't have the bodybuilding genetics, and neither did I, but it, it's all relative. Michael Phelps with swimming, um, Mozart with perfect pitch. Um, we all have natural inclinations. Kevin has a natural inclination for bodybuilding. I do believe that to be true. Um, I remember your, your first bodybuilding coach said you would kill it. Yep. Because you're just, you know, you're a meatball. I'm kidding. Um, I, no, I but am. you're you get very, very built. Uh, Alessandro on our team literally is like, Kevin in person is huge, you know? And um, Alessandro works really hard. As a matter of fact, lately, Alessandro is putting more work in fitness and bodybuilding than Kevin um, and getting maybe one-sixth of the result um, because of genetics. But if Kevin and I were to do a marathon, I'm going to smoke him because my legs are ridiculously long. I have really long legs. Like a horse. So, so, yeah, like like a horse. So I guess what is your own unique greatness? It is leaning into what you really are great at. Here's the problem. We take for granted or we tend to take for granted that which makes us truly great. And even deeper than that is unfortunately our genius zone makes other people insecure. So if, if we were to talk math, science, physics, numbers, if you're in any way um, insecure about your own level of intelligence, you will be insecure around me, especially if we talk finance or business or long-term strategic thinking. That is a genius zone that I didn't really know 
and I remember I had a, a friend in high school, I'll be quick about this, friend in high school, her name's Tara, and I remember she said, she said, Alan, you know, you piss me off. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you can put in one-tenth the effort and get 10 times the result in math because she was in my AP calculus class. And it's true. I, I didn't, in college, I skipped all the classes. I drank more than I should have and, you know, still got straight A's. It just always came naturally for me. Math always did. And so that's my genius zone. That's my own unique greatness. What's yours? What's yours? And are you leaning into that? And I don't remember the second part of your question, Brent. The second part was uh, how do you <laughs> not go over to entitlement when leaning into your greatness? Oh, that's fascinating. Sorry, B, I uh, stole, stole your job. I had it written down. A strong work. <laughs> I, uh, I would say entitlement is a lack of gratitude. Um, if you think about a spoiled kid who just gets everything handed to them, they end up entitled because they don't they aren't grateful for how to earn a dollar and, and how to stretch a dollar and, and how hard life can be. Um, a lot of us, you know, who live abundant lives forget what it's like to, to not have a roof over our heads or food on our plates. Right. So if you lean into your greatness, how do you not get entitled? Just remember that not everyone has those gifts. Um, it's really important to remember, and this is important for me in, in this moment. Like, I need to remember not everyone can calculate this stuff really easily. And I'm coaching some of my clients on how to do it, and they're struggling with it. And it's like, oh, wow, like, that's really easy for me. I'm, I'm very grateful. I can reverse engineer any finish line I want. Awesome. Let me go do something with that. So gratitude is what drives me um, because otherwise I would be squandering my gifts. And that's why I'm so upset with how much I drank in the past is because I didn't value my brain at the level I should have. I absolutely love book club. It is my favorite way to start the weekend. We talk about uh, the chapter that we read previously and it made a big difference in my life and the beginning of my journey of self-development. And it is a very kind and welcoming community. And it's a great space where if you want to um, just sit and listen, you're able to, but there's also a lot of space for discussion and questions. I have nothing but good things to say about book club. Yeah, greatness is a great question. I, I don't really know. I think it's when you find something and you remain committed to improving, I think that is you leaning into your greatness. Because I don't know that it really can be defined as how good you are at something because everybody has a different, a different ultimate ability. Somebody asked me that the other day. We're going to do an episode on this because this is a weird thing to talk about as somebody who's focused on self-improvement. What somebody said, do you believe anybody is capable of anything? It be basically anything, like everything. Is anybody is everybody capable of everything? And I said, no. I, I used to believe that if you believed in it and you worked on it, you could accomplish anything. I don't believe that now because some people just have different abilities. So I think greatness for you is what are you the most committed to doing and you're constantly pushing that limit of, oh, I thought this was the end. Okay, let me push it a little further. I thought this was the end. Let me push it a little further. I think that would probably be my definition of it. And I think the the only, the best, the most accurate way to avoid entitlement is to just do hard stuff. So as you're leaning into your greatness, number one, if you're leaning into it and practicing it often, you will be humbled often because you're always gonna be pushing the limits. You're always gonna be pushing the limits. I have days where I get on a podcast and I am like 
my goodness, I am the best. I, I have other days where I'll do a 9 a.m. interview where my brain's not firing at the level it is at 10 a.m. And I'll get off there and say, my God, that was terrible. I, no, I'm not nearly as good as I, I need to be. So I really think that's what it is, is you have to make sure you're focusing on the losses as much as the wins. Because if you're leaning into your greatness and you have the confidence finally to look at the losses and really understand them, I think you can take that humility out of them and just try to avoid that problem in the future. So by definition, if you're leaning into your greatness, you're going to have a lot of opportunities to beat down entitlement with humility. Well said. I appreciate that, brother. How can we help other people in our lives step into their greatness? Hmm. Go ahead. I, I would say appreciate them for it. I'll say uh, there's been a lot of things behind the scenes. So sometimes, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, Alan. Sometimes Alan will say something and he'll be like, well, you know, because I'm really good at blah or whatever. And I always say, get rid of whatever. Like, don't, you don't have to put that in there. It's me and you. Like, I want you to admit what you're really good at. I think that's, if you can't do it with me, it's going to be very hard to do it with the world. So it's that. It's let them be themselves around you. Really. And like, try to pull that out of them. Alan's believed in me since the very beginning. He's one of the reasons I am where I am today. And at a deeper level, he's always made me feel safe. We were doing something today and he's like, wow, man, you're really good at this. He's like, it's uncomfortable for you to be better than me at something. And I was like, get used to it, son. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But, but he's, he's always given me an opportunity to be good. Or he, he's always given me an opportunity to be better and not made me feel bad about it. So I think you have to nurture that. It's like anything else. It's a skill. I think recognizing your greatness, leaning into your greatness, appreciating yourself is a skill. And it's very hard to grow that skill if you're surrounded by people who don't let you flex it, they make you feel bad about it, or they don't know how to do it. Um, that was actually awesome for me, Kev. Like, to, to see you doing that script, and, like, mm. it, it reminded me of, like, when you rap. It's that same type of thing. Like, And yeah, also, yeah. one other thing that you're really good at, like, metaphors and analogies, for I sure. I appreciate that very much. Like, the rope swing thing, you have to let go of the other one in order to get to the next one. It's like, that's, like, a thing for you, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, absolutely, man. And when I said it's it's uncomfortable for me, I didn't say uncomfortable. I think I said it's weird for me, which was weird for me to say, by the way, because it's like, I, it was weird for me to sit there and go, there's no way I would know to say that. We were doing a script for a video we're creating and Kevin understands our listeners far better than I do, I think. And I'm getting better at that for sure. But it was one of those moments where it was like, you're awesome at this. Like, hell yeah. And, and that, I like that. I don't mind that at all, but I think that makes sense based on this episode. I believe in myself and I'm not, I'm not a, like, I know that I, that I'm not good at a lot of stuff. I, that doesn't really bother me very much, honestly, but I, maybe it does bother some people. So I, I guess this isn't answering the original question, but what I would say, I feel compelled to say this. Are you more comfortable being less than, or are you more comfortable being more than? And, and what I mean by less than or more than is I mean in the context of these things. Um, when I first went on my first date with Emilia, I, for whatever reason, I'm really good at yard games and hand-eye coordination stuff, and, and um, we did axe throwing. And I knew I was going to be rock star at axe throwing. I knew I was going to be good. I've never done axe throwing before, but I just knew. I was like, I'm going to be good at this. 
And I was like, I had that moment of like, should I let her win? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, hell no. Like, we're not going to do that. She wouldn't want that either. Um, and so I did, I crushed it. I, I hit the, the bullseye thing like pretty much every time. Um, and that's uncomfortable for me. That was sincerely uncomfortable for me because I don't want her to feel bad. You know, it's not fun when one person is just awesome and the other person sucks and she didn't suck. She was, she was fine. But which one are you more comfortable with? Are you more comfortable winning or more comfortable losing? And that's probably going to tell you a lot about yourself. Fire. Next level nation. If you want to lean into your greatness, if you don't know if you found your greatness yet, maybe you are afraid of your greatness. Our eighth round of group coaching starts on October 4th. And I have realized that the unique thing about us is we go to an awareness level first. So there's people who can tell you, do this habit, do this habit, do this habit, this, 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 and this. But they're not necessarily able to say, well, the reason you're not doing it is because of this limiting belief, this thing that happened to you, and all of these thoughts that you're having. We go to the awareness identity level, and then we help you make those changes. So if you are interested, our eighth round starts on October 4th. Please join us. We would love to have you. Also, so if you want to make changes in your life, there's a book we're reading in book club called Switch. I keep holding it up here. So it's by Dan and Chip Heath. And essentially what this book is, in a nutshell, is how to actually change your behavior. You know, you keep saying you want to exercise consistently. You keep letting yourself down. You keep saying you want to stick to that diet. You keep letting yourself down. You keep saying you're going to do mobility first thing in the morning or write your book or whatever it is, and you keep letting yourself down, which is hurting your self-esteem. In book club, we do a chapter per week. Uh, I think we're about to be on chapter four this week. This book is Switch. It is essentially how to change your behavior, and it's it's absolute fire. I mean, this book is one of my go-tos whenever I want to change something that I say I'm going to do and I'm not executing, or I keep doing this thing that I don't want to do anymore and I want to make that change. So all of us have something, so think of that thing you want to change, but you keep doing it or not doing it. Switch is going to help you join us on Book Club. The link will be in the show notes and or the comments below. Boom. And if you're listening to The Repurpose, this is dropping Tuesday, so group coaching is actually starting tonight. So if you're interested, make sure you reach out. I can't promise we'll have spots, but please reach out if you are. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.